Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On the line now is the host of You Better, You Bet. He's Odyssey Sports betting insider. He is the fantastic, talented, and my friend, Nick Costos. Remember, Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet, the podcast for more of Nick's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. Hello, Mr. Costos. Bill, what's going on, brother? Great to be back on with you. Hope you and the family had an awesome Thanksgiving. Yeah, same to you, buddy. We did. We were, we were, uh, we were in Spain hanging out. God bless yes. you, man. I feel like you live a great life, my man. God bless. I'm trying. Well, I, there's karma. I lost my voice as a result, either from Spain or yelling at Tom for refusing to book you. And I said, you're not in charge, T-Cell. Ugly daddy, pretty daddy. I'm in charge. Get Costos on the show. That was totally Pretty, pretty daddy didn't want to have me on the show? What's up with that? Look, I'm not going to get into details, okay? Or point out whether I'm lying just because it makes him so uncomfortable, and it makes me <laughs> laugh. All right, um, let's uh, let, let's just start with the best game, just from a viewing perspective of the weekend. I'm sure you guys have hit this a ton on the show. You've got a, a Niners team that is going into Philly and are the favorites. What do we what do we make of the line, and what do you make of of the game itself, Nick? Yeah, so um, there's a, a lot going on here, and and I feel like Bill, a lot of people will who are like, and this is totally fine that this is the case, right? that may not be, like, as familiar with how point spreads work, right, who may look at the point spread of this game and see San Francisco is a three-point favorite on the road in Philadelphia, and obviously, like, Philly's 10-1. and They beat the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, had, like, in the game of the year, beat Buffalo last week in overtime in a game that literally, like, everybody watched. And people are going to say, and the Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco Purdy got hurt, obviously, but the Eagles still won the game. And think, like, how could this be? Like, how could Philly be a three-point home underdog? Well, I think it's, you know, a, a couple things factor into this. Number one, San Francisco has extra rest, right, coming into this game. The Niners played on Thanksgiving, so they have 10 days of rest, an extra three days. That's huge at this point in the year, right? So that definitely matters. And then, like, if you really think about it, and I thought about this, Bill, on Sunday night when I'm kind of, you know, thinking in my head, okay, this is the matchup. Like, what if the point spreads this, what would I do as a better? And the question I asked myself was, if the game were a pick em, like pick the winner of the game, what would I bet? And I was like, I would bet San Francisco to win the game. I think San Francisco is better than Philadelphia. And so I think betters agreed, right? San Francisco opens a favorite. And we've been pushed all the way out to three. And San Francisco's got matchup advantages in this game. Like, look at what Buffalo was able to do to Philadelphia's secondary over the middle of the field. And San Francisco is obviously going to be able to do that. Philly is also in the middle of this insane schedule gauntlet. And remember, they go to Dallas next Sunday night after what Dallas did last night. And uh, obviously play the Buffalo, play Kansas City. Like now San Francisco next week, Dallas, where it's an advantageous schedule spot for San Francisco as well. So I think that's how you get to the point spread being what it is. So I don't think it's crazy that this is the number. 
So now I guess we come to a spot where you as sports fans, right, and me as a sports fan and someone who bets, like now here's where we get to apply our subjective opinion, right? And my subjective opinion is I'll take three points with the Eagles at home. This is a team that by hook or by crook, and I actually think, Bill, and like I know some people will disagree with this, and maybe you disagree. I think like winning and losing is a skill. Like the Buffalo Bills I do agree. Always, the Bills yeah. always lose. Like they just always lose. And like that doesn't mean they lose every game. Like they're six and six, obviously, and they're a good team, but they find a way at the ends of games, they lose. The Eagles always win. Like they find a way at the ends of these games, they find a way to win. Uh, I don't know that they're going to win this game for sure on Sunday, but like they lose by three and I push my bet. Uh, it's enough for me to want to, to want to bet the Eagles, but like just so people know, like the point spread's not wrong. It's not crazy. San Francisco should be favored. It's just, do you think they should be favored by the key number of three? I don't think so. I'll take the points with the Philadelphia Eagles bell on Sunday afternoon. Nick Costos, let me ask you a, 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 a broader question in the NFC, and with an eye toward if somebody wanted to make start making some, and their futures to a degree, because obviously the season has been truncated, but wanted to make some bets about who might come out of the NFC and play in the Super Bowl in Vegas. Do you, and I know this depends on odds and value, but in general terms, do you think any of the teams that are not the Eagles or the Niners are at or can be at that at that level? Do you buy into the Cowboys or the Lions or anyone else being capable when we get to the postseason of being on a similar level of play and excellence and the ability to win as Philadelphia and San Francisco? I would say Detroit, no. And I don't even mean that as an insult because they're like, their trajectory, the arrow is pointing way up on that franchise. I still think, like, Goff obviously gives you pause in a big spot. We've seen that over the last couple of weeks. And also, you know, the defense just got absolutely carved up on Thanksgiving, like a Thanksgiving turkey by Jordan Love and, like, Justin Fields the week before. And I think they're getting a break this week, the Lions, by facing a Saints offense, potentially without their three top wide receivers for Derek Carr in that game. So, like, Lions will make the playoffs, arrow pointing up. I don't consider Detroit to be in that class. I, I think if Dallas were somehow, and I don't think it's going to happen, if Dallas were to somehow get home field in the NFC playoffs, and, like, they're two games back of Philly, so like Dallas rooting hard for San Francisco on Sunday, right? And then they play next week, and Dallas could, like, maybe, like, win the division potentially, and Dak could maybe win MVP. Like, the only way I think you feel good about Dallas is if the Cowboys get home field. I don't see that happening. And also, like, at the end of the game last night, Bill, Yo, that third that third down play where where they throw the ball into the end zone and it's incomplete, then they kick the field goal and they leave all that time on the clock for Seattle. Like they end up winning the game and like great. Also, like Mike McCarthy, what the hell are you doing? But this is what they do. Like this is what Dallas does in big spots. So I don't trust Dallas, but I don't think Dallas and Detroit are the same thing. Like Dallas is better. Dallas actually has a chance. But, like, I guess, like, the, that's a long-winded way of saying, like, no, I think it's still Philadelphia and San Francisco, not Detroit. Give Dallas a better chance, but I still think Dallas falls short of the other two. Nick Costos here on the show. Nick, I've made a lot of friends with um, fans of the Denver Broncos. They've been very happy with my commentary on their team early in the year. They've obviously won a bunch of games in a row now. Interesting game, at least for me, against the Texans. And it's kind of a game that I want to bet, and we've talked about it this week, Right now, it looks like it's still just Broncos plus three in Houston. How do you size up and evaluate this game and, and this line in particular? Yeah, so I, I, I bet Denver earlier in the week, Bill. This was three and a half a little earlier in the week. For a couple of days, yep. actually, this number was three and a half. So just like for me, 
I think the point spread's like now okay, like Texans favored by three. Um, you can obviously still bet Denver. They can obviously win the game. The reason why I like Denver in the game, I love C.J. Stroud. Like, he's obviously awesome. Like, he, he's on the fast track to being in the elite class of quarterback in the NFL. Still turns the ball over a little bit. Still, like, throws the ball up for grabs, puts the ball on the turf. And say what you want about Russell Wilson. Russ is not turning the football over this year. And that is by design with the way Sean Payton, who's probably like obviously a really good coach, the way he's designed this offense, they are, they are limiting mistakes. They're running the football, get a couple big shot plays per game, and the defense has obviously been playing a lot better. So I, I get three and a half with Denver where I feel like my quarterback won't turn it over. I feel like the other quarterback is going to turn it over. So I do like the Broncos in the game. I would never bet Houston laying three. So I guess like Denver would be my luck also at plus three, although I did bet plus three and a half. Also worth noting now in the coach and comeback player of the year markets, Sean Payton is 16 to one, as opposed to like D'Amico Ryan's just plus 350. Like, should really, should that be the gap between the two? Like Payton's just as likely to win. I guess Ryan's is a little more likely because they're favored this weekend. And Russell Wilson, I think this is going to turn into comeback player of the year, Bill, where Russ is now 10 to one in that market. Like it's going to, it's going to come down to Russ against Tamar Hamlin. And like if Hamlin doesn't play another game the rest of the season, I think Russell Wilson might win this award. Just a couple other subplots heading into this game in the betting market. I love the the Wilson ten to one shout. That is a great call, Nick Costas. I bet it. I bet it at a hundred to one. And if did you, win, you? like, oh yeah, I like yeah. This will be yeah, like all my Christmas presents and then some will be paid for. If Russell Wilson wins Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. Oh my God, it. you're so good because that's a perfect transition to a Christmas present question I have for you. I um, look, maybe this is a personality flaw. Maybe it's not. It annoys the hell out of me, Nick, when people talk about lines and I think this team will cover. Like my producer. And won't put actual money down. And won't gamble on the actual games. And I've said, put $10 down. Just start. And it just, it, 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 it just, it just, it, it, it eats away at me. So here's my thought. And you tell me if this is a good call or not. Was thinking about giving Pretty Daddy like a, a, a Christmas present of 100 bucks, But he can only gamble it. He has to bet it for a straight year. And, then, and I'll put the bets in. And after the year, he gets whatever money is left over. Is that the right way to ease him in? Am I being too forceful am I not being forceful enough what do I do here well I would say that um when I well look I'm not like pretty daddy in the sense that well maybe in in many ways but in in the sense that (laughs) I'm a better and I've been betting for a long time so like you know when I used to produce at Sirius when I was a a radio producer at Sirius XM if like one of my hosts had said to me hey like I'm gonna give you like a hundred bucks to gamble with I would have been like hell yeah man that's awesome but if Pretty Daddy doesn't gamble, then he's probably like, screw you, Bill. Like, give, just give me 100 bucks and I'll buy whatever I want to with it. So I actually think I'll side with Pretty Daddy on this. Wow. Like, like, okay. like, like look, like, okay. I, I, I understand, like, the, like, like, I don't think, like, like, I produce radio. I understand that, like, this isn't, like, Warren Buffett-style money being made by radio producers. And I'm not, it's not an insult to anyone. It's just kind of like, I was making, like, $27,000 a year when I produced radio. I, I kind of understand how this works. Like, Pretty Daddy, I'm sure, makes enough money if he wants to put a couple bucks down on a game he can. So, yeah, I will side with Pretty Daddy a little wow. bit here on this one, Bill. Hurts me, but I appreciate the candor. All right, here's another one. Uh, we have a big Pretty Daddy and I. We have a disagreement on the true love reality between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. If you had to create, you know, make a line or just put a bet down on the likelihood this is true love between Tay-Tay and Kelsey or not, like how would you set that line or which way would you bet? Well, I th- can, can you define true love for me and then I can give you like a good answer? It's a, I mean, it's fair. So let's say this. They I have make, an opinion, I, as I have an opinion on the, on the relationship. Which I do, too. Matters, I think. I, they, all right. So they are in love or think they are or approximated to the point that they either get engaged 
or get married. I guess get engaged is it. They're either engaged or they're together for two years. That's the bet. Over or under, yes or no. Two years or an engagement or not. Uh, I say I will say no. I'll say no. Um, This is my opinion, and this is based on – this is what's great about, like, a question like this. There's (laughs) there's no proof. I'm not in either of their heads to know. It's just, like, my opinion. Like, we all have opinions on, like, like, our friends' relationships, whatever. Um, My opinion is I think she is absolutely gaga for him. I think, like, the Argentina video that came out where she, like, name-drops him in one of the songs and then, like, she ran into his arms after the concert. Like, she's very clearly in love with him. I'm not saying that he's not in love with her. He may be. Just that I'm a little unsure. Kelsey's also been a guy in the past. Like, he was on a reality dating show. Like, I found Catching Kelsey or whatever it was. And, like, like I Taylor Swift doesn't strike me, given, like, Travis Kelsey's dating past, as, like, his type. It's, like, physical type necessarily. So that doesn't mean, like, he can't, like, fall in love with, like, marry, and marry her. Of course he can. Um, my sense is, is that they will not get married or engaged. I think that he will ride this out for as long as possible because he's at the end of his career and he is now setting himself up in a different stratosphere of fame that will carry him through the rest of his life post-football. So I will say more likely than not that they do not get engaged and the relationship does not last. Uh, With truth and honesty, you you just broke Pretty Daddy's heart and I love everything about it. By the way, my wife, Lori. Oh, you're not. You're not wrong. We both know you're right. (laughs) The, The world knows you're right. My wife, by the way, just texted me. Agree with Nick on the on the Christmas present. So, all right, I guess I'm o for o for two. Last one, Mr. Costos. Uh, end end here with any. What is your best bet or your favorite bet? I know there's never a guarantee, but which bet that you actually have money on this weekend do you feel the best about? Okay, so um, I'll ask you a question, Bill, and it is both a rhetorical question and also not a rhetorical question because you Hit actually me. have the opportunity for this not to be a rhetorical question. Okay, if I give you the opportunity. To bet and like not lay a big price, so you don't lay a lot to do it. If I gave you the opportunity to bet Tim Boyle to win or Tim Boyle to lose, what would you prefer to do? I mean, I would prefer to, to go with lose. Well, if, 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 if you would like to do that, I've got great news for you. Talk to me. You can bet. You can bet the Atlanta Falcons to beat the Jets this weekend at a really small price on the money line or lay two points or whatever because for as bad as Zach Wilson is, and, Bill, we didn't get – I think I, I was on with Bogus last week while you were out. Um, I, is what I said to – like, so last week – I'll be really quick with this. So Jets-Dolphins last week on Black Friday. The point spread opens Dolphins minus 7.5. Robert Sala says Zach Wilson's bench Tim Boyle starting. The point spread immediately goes to 10. Tim Boyle is worse than Zach Wilson. The betting market thinks it. Everyone knows it. Wilson's bad, no question. Boyle's worse. So, like, look, there's a way the Jets win this game. I'm not trying to present it as a lock. Like, Desmond Ritter's awful also. He could throw three pick sixes. The Jets' defense can score a lot of points. The Falcons' offense could be infinite. So there is a way for the Jets to win the game. I'm not trying to make it like a lock. Just that, great, you bet the Jets, you're betting on Tim Boyle to win. I will bet on Tim Boyle to lose. Give me the Atlanta Falcons coming up on Sunday. I'm already on the Falcons, and I believe this is one that Pretty Daddy admonished me for, despite the fact he won't put money down. See, that's the thing. It's the admonishments. My last producer did this, too, admonishing me. It just It's different when you're actually putting money down instead of, you know, here's $100 in Monopoly money I'm going to throw into the, into the mix. So, you know so what I'm saying? I, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, like, insensitive here. My guess is, and I don't know this, 
maybe Pretty Daddy's very strapped and like he, he doesn't want he can't afford to put five dollars down. I'm, I'm doubting that's the case. That's not he's it for, for your show on CBS Sports Radio. Like I'm guessing he's got enough money to put five bucks down on a he, game. Yes, he, he does. Why don't you put five bucks down on the game? Like why don't you just do that? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of questions we have about Pretty Daddy. Nick Costos, missed you, buddy. Good to hear your voice. I will be in New York in a couple months. I will hit you up. Let's uh, let's hang when the time comes. Looking forward to it, my friend. Wishing you and all your listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Seriously, Pretty Daddy, like, put like put like a dollar down on a game. Who right. Cares? And, that's, and then like you will watch it, and it will feel, I promise. And like obviously, everyone bet responsibly. Like you put five dollars down on a game, you watch it. That some bitch will feel like Game Seven of the World Series. Hundred percent. I love Costos. That was the uh, host of You Better You Bet. That was Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. That was the only, the one and the only, Nick Costos, the Costos on Twitter. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.